Hi, this is Nathan Caldwell. You may know me from Protectorate Productions, Protectors of the Book, Team Jadith Live, Dr. What. Well, I'm starting a new show. It's called Protectorate Productions Comedy Showcase. You will hear things from Classic Team Jadith Live, some new items, and I'm hoping to get some other podcasters on board by simply asking them if I could use some clips from their shows, maybe even from shows long ago. Well, jump into the adventure with me, because here we go. Hello, it's me, Crazy Person. I had the great idea for an advertisement for Coca-Cola, so I decided I would send them a recording of it. It went something like this. I used to think Pepsi was the best, but then I tried Coke. They didn't like it. I don't know why. Unleash the dogs of war. I don't, I, don't, I don't want to unleash the dogs of war. Especially not this one. He's cute. I think I'm going to call him Spencer. And now, Book Club. With Joe Lamora. Hello again. This is Joe Damara. And I would just like to say we are grateful to have our guest, the author of the book, I'm Not Telling You My Name. Now, it's an interesting uh, read, to, to be honest, sir, but, you know, I, I haven't gotten your name. Well, I'm not telling you my name. Really, sir? And why not? Because, I mean, people can use it all the, all the time. I mean, they can steal your identity. They can, uh, they can take, you know, all your data. It's, it's terrible. It's a dangerous world out there. You shouldn't give your name or any other information to anyone at all unless absolutely necessary. Ah, very interesting. Now, if someone wanted a copy of your book... How would they go about getting it? Ah, well, simply send your name, address, telephone number, and credit card number to... Hey, wait, no, I want people to hear how to get... Thank you for listening to Book Club. We are out of time today, but we hope you join us again. Neat granite. I chose the face because it's like rugged, you know? It's like rugged, you know? It's like uh, down deep in the earthy pit of your soul, rugged, you know? Quartz. I, I just dig the 
drums, man. I mean, I just dig them, you know? I mean, they are just the, 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 it's like the Mount Rushmore of all instruments. I just love them. Or on guitar. <laughs> you, you sure you really want to hear this? Yeah, we're all ears, man. Okay, you really want to hear this? Yeah, go ahead. All right. This is what I've been working on. So what do you think? It's 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 got to be something, man. Y'all are already on tour. What do you call it? Silver lining and lead singer Gold. Good evening, Boulder. Together, granite, quartz, ore, and gold are a rock band. Hey, Marky, give me a sarsaparilla. All right, here you go, boy, sarsaparilla. Ah, here's your money. Oh, your money's no good here. Barkeep, what do you mean my money's no good here? Just what I say. Your money's no good here. Then I guess I'll have two sarsaparilla. You gotta pay for the first one first. But you said you were paying for it. Nope, not what I said. What I said was, your money's no good here. Well, then what do you mean? I mean, that's a Confederate dollar. I ain't taking that. Your money's no good here. Wah, wah, wah. Well, guys, we'll be right back after a word from someone else that we actually think you might enjoy other than us. I'm a Christian. I believe in Jesus Christ. I believe that He is the only way to heaven. This is no joke. That's why I'm part of the Christian Podcast Community over at ChristianPodcastCommunity.com My comedy podcast isn't there. But Protectors of the Book, Quest for Truth, and Lion's Den Audiobook and Drama Podcast are all part through the Life Truth Network of the Christian Podcast Community. So check out all the great shows at ChristianPodcastCommunity.com and check out our work at Life-Truth.com. What can I say about the Life Truth Network? Well, it's got almost everything. 
You've got audio drama. You've got Bible study. You've got sermons. You've even got behind the scenes. Life Truth Network is a partnership between Healthly Podcast Network and Protectorate Productions. And, and I got to say, to me, it feels like a next level partnership. So if you haven't checked out life-truth.com, what are you waiting for? Oh, there you are, Bray. I was wondering where you went to. Oh, no. Who are you? I'm the doctor. Of course. Hmm? Hmm? You don't look like the doctor. Of course I don't look like the doctor. I'm the new doctor. Wink, wink. Why did you say wink, wink? Because this is an audio program. Well, that makes sense. Um, how are you the doctor? Well, when I die, I go through a reconfiguration. Okay. Remember the last time when you killed me? Ah, uh, yes. I love that. Yeah. Well, it happened again. This time it happened with a fellow outside. I'll introduce you. Okay. Meanwhile, in a lab on the other side of the universe... Ah, Vice President Igor. Hand me that monstery Red Bully energy drinky thing. There. Okay, here you go. Oh, you spilled it! Oh, no. You spilled it all over the circuitry. I blame it on you. I think you're racist. <laughs> no, I'm not. Okay. Anyway, now look at all the stuff you did. Look at all you did. I blame you. I think you're racist. Well, I don't care what you think. You don't care what I think. No, not really. I think it's because you're racist. Anyway, oh, it looks like all the stuff you spilled on it have, has dried up. Let's turn this machine on and see if my newest creation, the creation we invented to kill Dr. Watts, works. Ah. Or is it today just a beautiful day? What do you mean, beautiful? I mean beautiful. Can't you see the sun shining? We don't have the sun in here. Just lovely. Igor's right. We don't have a sun on this planet. Oh. Why do you think we're wearing 500 thick coats? Yes, and those are very heavy coats. I always thought it was because you're racist. Wow. Well, I'm sorry, babe. Maybe that's why I just, just feel so cold in here. You're not supposed to be feeling temperatures. I meant attitude-wise. Oh! What are you clapping for? Are you racist? No. 
Anyway, I have a mission for you. And what would that be? I want you to go to the planet Earth, to these coordinates, and kill the doctor. What do you mean, kill? He needs to stop living. Why would you want to stop anything from living? He's really annoying. And mean to us. But that's not a reason. He, he's mean to us, and it makes us sad. Yes. Well, I'm sorry that you're sad, but you should never take a life. I never said that. What if it's not a life? What if well, we're taking a death? You might not have said it, but it makes perfect sense. You know what? I have a thought. If you kill him, that's one less time he has to die. But if I kill him, will he not come back to life? Preferably not. What if I just killed you instead? Then that would be mean. And would make Igor very sad. And you're making <laughs> Igor talk about himself in the third person, and that's disturbing. Yes. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I do not want to make anybody sad. And I really don't want to take your life. Let's hug it out. Oh, no! No! In the tablets with no toilet. This is an episode of Dr. What. Meanwhile... Back at the Heltsley Farm. Well, here we go. Great. Let's just knock on the door and get back in and visit with our friends some more. Okay. We don't want any. Who's at the door, Chris Tufor? Salesman. <laughs> what are you guys trying to sell? Shoes or something? We're no, friend. It's us. And this is my friend Bray uh, Stewart. Oh, okay. Uh, I guess you can come on in. Do you like my new coat? It's got a really long collar. Looks like it's pretty hot. Let me ghoul you off. Oh, no, please. Ah! Stop that. You'll kill me again. (coughs) What have you been eating, Chris, (laughs) before? He's right. Just some grade A oil and garlic. Well, you need okay. to... Okay, that explains it. <laughs> so what brings you to our farmhouse today? We never left from last time. Oh, well, you were outside knocking on the door, so... I wanted to introduce you to my friend Bray. Yes, oh. I am the Bray Stewart. Bray, tell him what organization you're with. I'm with the U-Twit. Stop insulting the man and tell him what organization you're with. U-Twit. The the United Terrestrial World Intelligence Task Force? Yes. Oh, that U-Twit. Okay. Aren't you a little short? All right. Kind of short for the height requirements or something? 
I don't know. Christopher shouldn't even know about that organization. He looked it up uh, on the internet while you were talking. You're on the internet? On Wikipedia. Yes. Thank you. Do you have a webpage? I have a blog page. It was page. on Wikipedia. Wait, you, you blog about a top secret organization? No. I blog about a fake top secret organization, which I made up, which is called You Twitter. Do you have you tweets? He, he emailed his, his site <laughs> information to uh, Hillary Clinton and it didn't get deleted from her server. Ah! That, well, she actually took it, but... Oh, well. Hey, do you hear a strange sound? Does anybody hear a strange sound? I hear... It sounds like... Yes. Is there a bird flying around here? I think there's a... You, let me look. Uh, there's a UFO outside, and it's landing. Oh, that's a relief. I thought there was a bird flying around in the house. I thought someone had two, one too many breakfast burritos. Uh-oh. There's an above, there's a vote above, there's an Abavros ego or bumper, uh, political bumper sticker on the back of this uh, UFO. I'm not liking the look of that. I wonder what's going to come out of this uh, this UFO. Hello there. It's me again. What do you mean again? I don't think we've ever met you. Yeah, I don't think we ever have. Oh, too bad. So, uh, what kind of a, a robot are you? A weird-looking uh, one. A. I am. I am a masterpiece. Who created okay. you? Creator made me perfect. Perfect. Uh, perfect is good. Perfect is great. Perfect is good for us. Perfect I, is excellent. I was created for evil purposes, though. Oh, that's sad. And well, that makes me sad. I, I guess we should run now. No, surely she wouldn't May attack I? us. Would you help me? Help you? How, how could we help you? I always like helping I people. I do not wish to harm anybody, but I have been commanded to kill. That's terrible. Who have you to kill? Who have you been commanded to kill? Doctor. Oh, that's me. Hmm. That yeah. could be bad if you did that. I'm just getting used to this new body. And it's, it's only okay. been a day. He could pull himself together again. I did it last time. I do not wish to kill. Well, that's refreshing. <laughs> it is fun. No, I don't think it's fun to kill, no. No, whatever that man or woman told you. And what you. is your name? Who? Me? No, the oh, one who killed. Oh, his name is Obavros. <laughs> oh, unless you mean Chris Tufor. Oh, Chris Tufor. Hello there, Mr. Chris Tufor. Tell me, how did you come to uh, want to kill? It was an accident, but it was still fun. <laughs> yeah. 
I thought he was an intruder. So you were not ordered to kill? I was ordered to protect this place. I'll admit, ah. I'll admit it is pretty fun to kill the doctor. Oh, you would know, wouldn't you? Yes, I would know. You see, Bray did it before you did, Chris, before. So, should I kill you, then? Uh, oh, please don't. No, please, no. That would not be good, no. You must kill no one. That would make us sad. Again with the sad? What do you mean, again? Oh, the other Igor guy wanted... Kept saying, I'd be so sad, I'd be so sad, be so sad. Yes, sadness is not pleasant. But all the sadness, we need to have a something to yeah. cheer us up, like maybe a hug. Hugs are good. Robot dance party. Yay. Okay. That, that was fun. That was an amazing party. I'm exhausted. Let's go back to the tapas and sleep it off. But first, Keith, may we please use your uh, facilities? Are you, are you tired or something? You need, you need to rest? Uh, you could say that. Hey, hey, sure. It's right through that door over there. We need to rest in a room. <laughs> Okay, let me call all the 500 people in the tapas who've been waiting to use the restroom, too. Come on, guys! In the tapas with no toilet This is an episode of Dr. What? comedy podcast we sometimes do parodies but no copyright infringement is intended sound effects occasionally provided by soundbible.com and soundj.com ah the glorious out of doors ah i see a wild creature out here i think it's a uh oh 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 crud it's Oh man, it's it's a bat free. Um, guys, guys, uh, listen to this sketch by John Bell. Um, I've, I've got to hide. Uh, uh, hold on, hold on. Uh, I had to hide. I had to get in the building. That bat frees are dangerous, man. They are dangerous. Oh, okay. Um, I think I'm safe now. Bell's in the bat free. John Bell's show can be found at thebatfree.com on the Mutual Audio Network and finer podcast sites. F- fi- fi- finer podcast sites? John, are you, are you sure that's what I was supposed to read? My name is Dr. John Watson. I have a story to tell of a man who consistently turns his amazing deductive powers to the thwarting of evil. That man, of course is Sherlock Holmes. This particular adventure began when I decided to drop in and visit Holmes one evening in his rooms at 221B Baker Street, Tombstone, Arizona. 
Good evening, Watson. I see that you are well. I am indeed, Holmes. I also observe that you've bought a new horse, you've cleaned your six-shooter, and you encountered several hostile Indians in your recent travels. Good heavens, Holmes. How could you know all that? Elementary. Your legs are three degrees more bow-legged than the last time I saw you. This could only mean a larger horse. As for your six-shooter, there's oil dripping down your pants leg from your holster. Oh, how embarrassing. And the hostile Indians? I wouldn't think that friendly Indians would propel several perfectly good arrows into your back. <laughs> if only I could see what you see. You see, but you do not observe. No, no, I really can't see. I've lost my spectacles. Oh, then perhaps you have not noticed that I'm painting my rooms. Oh, what do you know? Uh, what colors? What I've always wanted. A bedroom in blue and a study in scarlet. Excellent job, Holmes. Shall we sally forth to the local saloon, the Abbey Grange, Ooh. to lift a few pints, old fellow? Well, sounds like a plan, Holmes. Let's go. Oof. Mind the door, Watson. I really must find my spectacles. We ventured down to the local drinking establishment, whereupon we ordered our favorite drinks, a barrel coronet and a devil's foot. I deduce, Watson, that someone has sampled my drink before it arrived in my possession. Oh, it makes you say that, Holmes. My glass is only one quarter full. There's a missing three-quarter. I could loan you a quarter. I wouldn't dream of taking your money, Watson. You're as poor as the stockbroker's clerk. I'm even as poor as the stockbroker. <laughs> I see they have live music here. Oh, yes, an unusual group. They all seem to have chicken pox. Indeed. They are a speckled band, then, are they not? Oh, and I see that Gladys Knight is going to appear, backed by her famous quintet of citrus farmers. Ah, yes, the five orange pits. Now, Watson, I don't wish to alarm you, but do you notice a particularly nasty-looking hombre in the corner? The man with the twisted lip, yellow face? That's him. He's the real reason we're here. I'm keeping my eye on him, Watson. Is he a ne'er-do-well, Holmes? Indeed, he is truly a twisted man. He's one of the Artie brothers. Have you heard of them? Oh, I believe I have. There's Teep. Yes, Teep Artie. And the intelligent brother, uh, Big Sma. Big Sma Artie, indeed. Then there's Artif. Mm. And the gentleman sitting over there, Maury Arty. Good heavens. He is the Napoleon of crime, Watson. Because he commands all the criminals. No, because he keeps his hands stuck in his shirt. Oh. I suspect he has bad rash. Mm -hmm. He was without a shirt once, and I saw a red circle. What devilment is he up to, Holmes? I suspect he is gunning for me, Watson. Oh. He and his brothers. But he never speaks. Mm. He writes his communications on a placard. I saw him playing golf, and he held up a sign of four. What should we do? Should we arrest him now? No. His brothers will be arriving on the train at high noon. We have no choice but to outgun them, Watson. Oh. We need to represent the law in this one-horse town. Or buy more horses. I say we go out and meet them at the corral. Well, which corral would that be, Holmes? Well, there are several near here. Mm. There's the exceptional corral, but it's very expensive. Oh, dear. Then there's the mediocre corral, but the food is terrible. Well, what about the okay corral? Already booked. We'll have to go to the pretty good corral. Mm. Will you join me, Watson? It could be dangerous. You know I'm your huckleberry, Holmes. I wish you wouldn't say that. So we sent out for the corral. On the way, Holmes pointed out several points of interest. There was a used car lot nearby, and a French woman was screaming at the proprietor. 
We stopped to ask the owner, Mr. Bunkle, what was going on. Well, we went online to get information on the car that Lady France here is buying, and that information vanished. Uh, Bunkle, would you like for Mr. Holmes to look into the disappearance of Lady Frances Carfax? Nah, I'll just talk her into buying that little beauty over there. The blue car, Bunkle? That's the one. We continued on. We passed where the local policemen enjoy a sandy vacation. The copper beaches... Eventually, we arrived at the Pretty Good Corral. From there, we could see the train carrying the Arty brothers approaching from the distance. They are arriving, Watson. Make sure your six-shooters are loaded and ready. Uh, it won't do me much good to do so, Holmes, unless I find my spectacles. Great, glorious Scott, Watson. Your spectacles are in your hat. How the deuce did you deduce that? I can see the golden pince-nez sticking out. Oh. Now put them on and get ready for a showdown. We watched as the four Arty brothers walked down the street. Past the Rotten Corral, the not-quite-as-bad-as-the-Rotten-Corral, the so-so corral, for the entrance of the pretty-good corral. They stopped, and Moriarty held up a sign. If you wish to communicate with me, Moriarty, you'll have to speak. They're not saying a word, Holmes, but uh, by Jove, what are they doing now? None of them wish to speak, Watson, so they're doing an interpretive dance. Look at those dancing men. I can interpret their meaning. Here, in this valley of fear, we will kill you and your bumbling friend. Yeah, uh, bumbling? There's more. Prepare to draw. This is it, Watson. I'm ready, Holmes. For a long minute, we all stood there, staring at each other. Then Moriarty drew his revolver. The gunfight was on. An Artie brother falls. Then another Artie falls. Then Johann Sebastian Bach's brother, Riken, gets in the line of fire. And Reichenbach falls. Even I take a bullet to the shoulder, leaving only Holmes and Moriarty to fight it out. I deduce you've run out of bullets, Mr. Artie. I have also... I challenge you to toe-wrestle. Toe-wrestle, Holmes? What kind of activity is that? The game is afoot, Watson. Whereupon Holmes and Moriarty locked feet and battled to pin down one another's big toe. Moriarty held up a sign with every letter of the alphabet on it, but Holmes ignored his cries. Then... Both of Moriarty's feet flew off his legs. Moriarty is defeated. He was indeed. I watched as the police dragged Moriarty off to the Huskow and picked up his feet with a tow truck. All that was left was the sign with all the letters on it. Holmes, what shall I do with this sign? Nail it to that tree as a reminder to all of this event, Watson. But Holmes, this sign is too big. Then break it up and just use a trio of letters from the middle. Oh, all right, hold on. Uh, uh, there we go. The letters L through N remain. Let me hammer it up here. Someday, Watson, this mighty oak with the letters nailed to it will carry a name that will last through eternity. Oh, a name for the tree? And you've deduced what they'd name it? What would that be, Holmes? L.M.N. Tree, my dear Watson. And here's this week's old-time radio moment, brought to you by the Retro Radio Podcast and Keith Heltley. Now, you've got to get ready for the opening game. Yes, I think we're going to play the Cleveland Indians. Cleveland Indians, eh? Uh-huh. Feller pitching? Certainly there's a feller pitching. 
Who do you think they'd use a girl? Oh, I, I know they don't use a girl. I said feller pitching. What feller? Feller with the Cleveland Indians. Look, Abbott, there's nine guys on a Cleveland team. Now, which feller are you talking about? Feller that pitches. There is only one feller with Cleveland. You mean nine Yankees are going to play against one feller? That's right. You mean there's no fellers in the outfield? No. And there's no fellers in the infield? No. Cleveland only has one feller. Well, this feller must be pretty good if, if they don't, he don't need any other players but himself. Look, all the players will be out there helping him. You just said there was only one feller on the team. That's right. Then where did all them other fellers come from? Oh, you idiot. When I say there's only one feller on the team, I mean there is only one feller that pitches. Well, Abbott, when the manager of the team wants this pitcher, what does he call him? Feller. You mean he just hollers, hey, feller! And this guy knows that they mean him? That's right. <laughs> His name is Feller, Feller, Bob Feller. And when I say there is only one feller on the team that pitches, that's it. And the feller that pitches is Feller. There's only the other fellers on the team, uh, but there's uh, only one feller. Boy, are you mixed up. <laughs> Oh, you mean the feller that pitches is feller. And there's other fellers on the team, but they're not fellers? Now you grasp it. Yes, I grasp it, but it keeps slipping out of my hand. <laughs> the end is near. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Trust me, this is definitely not near. The end is definitely not near. Well, that's a relief. The end is here! What? Have a good day, and remember, laughter, it's a really good medicine.